And I think oftentimes we can get kind of caught up and I don't want to spend the money to Mm -hmm. hire a consultant or hire an expert to help me. And what ends up happening is you end up wasting a lot of money by making a lot of mistakes. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Welcome everyone to the Digital Marketer Podcast, where we talk everything digital marketing from all the platforms you love to use to all the methods that we teach here at Digital Marketer. Today, I have a very special guest. We have Katie Gibbons, and she's actually a former client of mine from when I had a agency. So welcome, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you come in. We actually worked together back in 2019, uh, built out your website, your brand, and now you have some clarity on what you want the brand to be. Yeah. So, you know, that takes time, but definitely when we started in 2019, I'm using those same ideas and principles to just continue to grow, right? And evolve. Well, I think that, you know, we kind of chatted before this about what you're working on now. And, you know, finances are such a a huge deal, especially when you're an agency, you want to scale that agency, you want to, you know, hire people or outsource, you know, different components, maybe offshores. And the whole financial component is very scary for entrepreneurs. It Uh, is. It is. And I love a motivated entrepreneur. And, you know, the spirit of entrepreneurship is just to dive in and just go for it. And we hear that so much in all the messages, like now's your time, go for it. And me being a financial person, I love that. But I also think that having a great handle on your money is is really important before you begin to just jump into projects or to just jump into scaling. I think there's a strategic, pragmatic way to look at it. That's that's fantastic because you know I think marketers we love our metrics right mm-hmm. like we no- love numbers but when it comes to actual money it's like okay we're just gonna wing it yeah. And, yeah. and hope yes yes just kind of hope and pray that what you're doing is gonna is gonna work out and you know sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't I know for for maybe some of your conservative listeners that can actually hold them back. You know, if they're too analytical with finances, I mean, anything you do in the entrepreneur space is a risk, right? And you have to be able to kind of assess that risk. And I think that knowing your numbers and knowing your financial situation, is going to help you make educated risks. 
Mm-hmm. Now for the the scaling side of it. So it, I mean, the typical what we'll see is we have marketing professionals who are trying to, you know, get to that next level where they're like, okay, I've been a consultant for long enough. Let me go ahead and, you know, maybe I need to hire somebody to, to scale, serve more clients. Or you have the ones that are maybe a five, 10 person agency. And they're saying, hey, how do we get to, you know, 5 million instead of 1 million? And that jump sounds you know, like if you're making a million dollars, it's like, oh, they're doing awesome. And what people, a lot of people don't realize is that the numbers, once you start hiring people, you might make the same amount you made as a consultant. And now you just have six people that you're paying and then you're making the same amount of money, you know, take home. Yes. And, and on top of that, now you're managing the human side of business. You know, it's not just about what you can produce, but it's, it's leading and leading a team to produce. And so I think entrepreneurs find themselves or business owners will find themselves working twice as hard for the same or less pay. And so having a really good handle on what your bottom line looks like and what goes into that and understanding cash flow is so critical to be able to make those jumps from hiring the first person to, you know, hiring the 10th person on your team. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how can somebody go about that? If I'm thinking about hiring more people, like how should I evaluate my finances or how do I know that I'm ready and can handle another salary? Yeah, well, I think what's really important is once you become a business owner to surround yourself with, you know, a personal board of directors that you use to be able to bounce information off of. So in the finance area, you know, do you have a CPA? Do you have, you know, most very small business owners, they're not going to have a CFO type person, which is your chief financial officer. I mean, most businesses don't have that until they get to a certain size. So if you don't have that, you know, who are you getting financial information from? You know, are you asking those questions? CPAs can be a a resource for you. People that work sort of in this financial officer space could be a a big help. But being able to have money conversations and knowing what questions to ask can really help a business owner position themselves for growth. So what are some of those questions? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is to really have a clear picture of and understanding, you know, the cash flow of your business. And when we say cash flow, I mean, I'm a former banker. And so that was a word that we throw around bankers. CPAs, all of it. We have our financial jargon, but cash flow basically means having a really clear idea of the income, the revenue that comes into your business versus what goes out, the expenses you have to pay, salaries and office expenses and high end, you know, contractors that you may hire, supplies, you know, all of the money that's accounted for, what's coming in and what's going out, and really knowing what that bottom line looks like and what does that profit look like and understanding that if you reinvest into your business that you potentially could be making more money. Mm-hmm. The idea is to make very smart financial decisions on how to invest and how to scale and what offers you should be putting out there. And so, you know, that first step is is really getting an understanding of your own picture. What I see so often when I'm working with people is particularly very successful business people is they believe that they're so far along in the process that there's almost some shame and embarrassment about asking Mm -hmm. the questions like, hey, I don't understand that financial term. I'm not fully understanding what you're talking about. You know, not having shame attached to, to asking questions about, can you explain this to me? And a lot of times financial financially educated people, we tend to talk a little bit ahead. We make assumptions. You know, I as a banker would make so many assumptions that my clients who are very wealthy, established business people knew 
finance side of of the business. And so I never judged anyone when they said, Hey, stop. What, what was that? Can you explain that? What's to that me? acronym? So, you know, no, yeah, not having any shame, not having any problem with saying, stop, I really want to dig in and understand this part. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, you know, having something to bounce ideas off of that's huge. Having the you know, kind of confidence to make that big decision. Cause I think it's, you're right. When people start going, you start hiring, you're, you're serving your clients and all of a sudden you're, you know, how do I make my, my paychecks yeah. <laughs> next month? And exactly. it's, it's super stressful. And so is there a safe way to do it where it's, you know, the hiring practices, the outsourcing practices, and just, you know, safely progressing forward? Cause it always feels like this jump off a cliff, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and some of that, it is going to feel like that. Because it's risk-taking. I mean, most of business owners are going to say at some point they had a decision to make and they had to they had to take a risk. And some of that works out well and some of it doesn't. Right. And business owners, you know, need to get comfortable with making a mistake, making the wrong decision, that not working. Hopefully you've learned some lessons along the way. But I do believe that there are tools you can use. You know, there are practices that you can implement to help forecast both revenue and expenses hmm. that you can use. You know, I was actually just with a small business owner this week, and we were talking about wh- what do you what do you want the next six months to look like in your business? You know, how do you how do you get to the end of twenty twenty two and you know know that you're making the right decisions? Um, we have to look at numbers now. We have to make some projections, and in when we set a target, I know for a lot of people, it's very motivating. And so if it's the target is, hey, I want to be able to hire someone else by the end of the year, what do we need to be doing in our business today strategically to get to that income number so that we can make that higher. And and what I do find a lot of business owners do is that they'll wait to the end of the year as they're getting all of their information ready to submit to their CPA for tax time. And at that point, it's too late. Mm-hmm. I mean, by paying attention to your finances today, you can make decisions in real time that are going to affect your business. So, you know, waiting until December to maybe hire somebody is perhaps the wrong move. Maybe we should have done that in June mm. to actually grow our revenue over the course of this year, for instance. So the whole process, though, is it a like, how much time does it take? Because I think that's with with marketers, entrepreneurs, you know, small business owners. It's like, I would love to spend more time on my finance, but I just there's just no time. I have projects to It's just not something I'm going to worry about until I have to, which yes. is tax time. <laughs> yes, right. Because no one really wants to talk about money. Let's face it. We we have learned that from a young age that talking about money is a little taboo. You know, it's not something that we are getting, you know, you don't get together at a networking event and talk about your, your finances. I do believe that you should put in time on your calendar an hour a week mm-hmm. to just look at what's happening with your money, looking at your accounts, looking over your statements. I do believe that business owners should be streamlining, streamlining their finance. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's a QuickBooks or, you know, something that makes it easy versus I've got to plug everything into an Excel spreadsheet. You know, I, I believe that outsourcing your bookkeeping is really critical, mm. you know, and, and for a lot of people, it's like they don't want to spend the money because they think, well, I can do that myself. The problem is, is they don't. Yes, and, you, you know, <laughs> and if finances are, is not your jam, if, I mean, that's not something that you love to do and it's not something you want to do. Outsourcing that pretty early on is, is very critical in that step. And that way, you're just looking at reports. You're mm-hmm. just having your bookkeeper run reports for you so that you can make strategic decisions when it comes to, you know, 
to your profit and loss statement and your income and such. So really, it shouldn't take a long time on a weekly basis. It's really just putting in the time on your calendar and saying, you know, I'm going to lock my door and I'm going to look at this and get a big picture scope of how how things are going. So if we say they take your advice, they hire a bookkeeper, and they're spending that hour each week, like what, what numbers should they be looking at for that hour? Like if they have no other time, like this is the bare minimum that they should know about, what, what numbers would those be? Yeah, well, you want to look at first and foremost revenue, because are you, you know, and if a, particularly if you say I don't have time, is the time that you're using in your business actually income generating activity? Mm. You know, and, and a lot of times when you look at what income came in, what revenue did we generate this week or this month, even if you just get that to a monthly basis that you're really diving into your numbers, you know, are the things that we were doing that made us busy, were they actually income producing activity? Because then you can maybe alter what you're doing next month. You can do that and make those adjustments in real time. That's what we talk about making those in real time adjustments so that, you know, we are growing revenue because most of us are in the business to grow revenue. And then, you know, looking at where are we, where are we spending the bulk of our money? Does that make sense? You no. Know, so we need to be looking over those expenses. And I don't believe that we should be, you know, nickel and diming like, oh, we spent too much on toilet paper this month, you know, but having just sort of a general idea of, you know, where is our money actually going? Where are we spending it? Are those good decisions? So that's really where I I say concentrate if you if you have to just pick an area and it's going to be really looking at that revenue generation. Now for the, when you say, you know, where are you actually making money? Because I think that when people think of expanding, they think, oh, I'll just add a service. You know, mm-hmm. that's the the standard is the first thing you think of like, okay, I'm, I'm doing say the website design, but I could be doing social media marketing and I could be doing email marketing and I should just add those services in there. How do you you know, coach them through that process of either, you know, should they be adding services or should they be optimizing, you know, their best service? Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think it's something that you have to evaluate profit margin. So profit margin is a really big word. It simply just means is the output is what I'm having to 
to put into it? What's the difference between all of the resources it takes to put into something? And then what am I getting out of it? Mm -hmm. You know, that gap is what we're looking for. So if it's something that's not in your wheelhouse, let's say it's a, a service that you're offering that you're not really good at, or it takes and drains a lot of your resources and the gap between how much it costs you to provide that service and what you actually get paid on that service is small, then, you know, offering that service may not be the best way to ring the revenue bell. So you want to look for what is the the most cost-effective service or product that you can offer that's going to give you the largest gap in, in, in what you charge for it or what you get from the customer. So understanding the, the true cost of what it costs you to produce the service or this product versus what you're actually going to be able to charge for it. Mm-hmm. So for the Iwan, it's so it, it seems so abstract sometimes with mm-hmm. the services because with like you know say email marketing that's that's a service you can offer in terms of expenses it would be maybe the time to write copy the a subscription service to the email marketing platform of uh, creatives you know how do you go through the list of of kind of saying okay this is you're going to spend you're going to you know charge a customer five hundred dollars a month for this but here's how much it really costs you because i think that real cost is where people get yeah absolutely i mean you have you you meant you said it right you have to look at all of those costs what i believe that the mistake that i see with small business owners or you know even maybe with agencies is not factoring the time the cost of your time. And, you know, if you're not working on this project, what else could you be doing with your time? I mean, that is our most valuable resource. And so sometimes when business owners are assessing those costs, they're not factoring in their own time. And that's really, really critical because we want to be able to maximize your time for for the most revenue, not take away. Mm-hmm. Now, do, do all these factors come into, you know, where the the agency owner may want to get to? Like if they're saying, okay, I want to sell my business in a year or two versus I want to be a $10 million business. I'm currently a $1 million business. How do you kind of accommodate those different situations when it comes to financial planning? I think whenever you're looking at scaling, I think this is absolutely a time when you need to to hire an expert, to hire people to really help guide you on that. Because we can sometimes drain our resources trying to learn and figure it out on our own. I think if you have a goal that you want to go 1 million to 10 million, you, you need an expert. Mm-hmm. You, you need somebody to help guide you through that process, especially if you've never done it before. And I think oftentimes we can get kind of caught up and I don't want to spend the money to mm-hmm. hire a consultant or hire an expert to help me. And what ends up happening is you end up wasting a lot of money by making a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I always say this is maybe a time where you need to get get an expert in here, get eyes on it and and help you really figure out that scaling piece. So in terms, I think that that's totally right. You know, if you're if you do want to increase 10 times, then there's no way you're going to do it just hoping yes. or or spending more money is usually what they do. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll spend more on ads. I'll hire more people. I'll expand the way I know how to expand. If somebody wants to do this the right way, how do they find an expert that would be good for their specific business and their objective? I would, I would encourage you to maybe tap into the experts that you're already using and have a relationship with. So it maybe that's a bookkeeper, maybe that's a CPA that you're using for your business. You know, I know for me, I, I'm i a financial coach and I work with other CPAs, right? So we yeah. have a, an internal referral system. So your subject matter experts in finance that you're already working with are going to have connections with other people that can help you in different aspects of the financial piece of your business. So and maybe that is a consultant to help you scale if that is something that 
you need. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would say tap into first are, you know, is to use the people that you're already trusting and using. Okay. What's like, what's the cost associated with that? You know, we talk about the the reason why people don't do it because they're like, well, I could be using that money somewhere else. What's a, like, what's a bookkeeper cost or what should it cost for? You know, it really, it really depends on, you know, the services that you want, you know, the customized services. And we are seeing so much, I'm seeing so much more like bookkeepers are working from home. We have all this, Mm -hmm. this new work from home and bookkeepers who've traditionally been housed in accounting firms are now working from home and they may be doing this as a side hustle, really good, educated and, uh, you know, 500 a month or, you know, a thousand a month, depending on what it is that you're having them do for Mm. you. And so, you know, if you're not, if you're trying to do this kind of on your own, I would say that's really your first step is to get someone in to to help you with that. The other one is to make sure you have a really good CPA. And again, they a lot of these CPA firms can also provide that that bookkeeping for you with you know with in-house. Mm-hmm. And so those those prices are going to really depend on what services that you know you're looking for. Well, I think for the typical agency owner, they've never spent any money on it and that the only CPAs they have are maybe their tax accountant when it comes time for taxes. What's the cost you think just to get started? Like if if I go to a CPA I said, "Hey, I have a business making $500,000. I want to get to a million dollars. I have no idea where my money is going. I it just comes in, I spend it and that's it." What's the setup process look like to kind of get rolling with using a professional? You know, I'm not a CPA and so I don't I don't know I, I know some of my clients spend anywhere from 500 to 1000 a month to have, you know, an ongoing tax professional or bookkeeper that mm-hmm. they are paying monthly to keep them on track with their finances and to really kind of be that go-to, that call that they need to make, like, hey, I have this question. It also depends on if you have them doing payroll services for Mm. you and and things like that. So that number can be, you know, can vary. But I I think you can definitely, as a small business owner, you can be under $1,000 a month and and really just have someone who actually is looking over what you're doing. Okay. And that, you know, for most marketing agencies, at least, like that's not a a big ask, 500,000 bucks. You spend that on, you know, food. (laughs) Yes. You're spending that on other things. And what I tell clients who hire me, and again, this is in the coaching capacity, and this is really saying, hey, my finances sort of look a mess. I don't even know where to start. A lot of times they'll start with me and then we'll get them kind of on track to be able to to know who to hire. And Mm -hmm. how do do you ask the questions and how do you find the right professional? A lot of times it's just so intimidating and people put off doing it because they don't really know how to even find that person or what questions do I need to ask and what services do I need, right? Mm. What am I looking for? And so really I, I tend to be sort of the starting point and then, and then, and then guide them to, you know, how to, how to surround yourself with the right, with the right help. I work a lot with those accountants. I'll say, you know, Hey, can we see this report? Can we look at this? And that way we're speaking the same language and the business owner can just be sort of there to like, yes, I'm fine with that. Give her the information. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it can vary if you've got, you know, employees and, and they're providing payroll taxes information and such for you and filing, then of course that number goes goes up. But I think that it's money well spent in the sense that um, what it would cost you to not pay attention and mm-hmm. to not do the things you need with your money. We can work really hard to have more and more and more money coming in. But if we're letting money seep out the back end, out of the back door, then we're losing money. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times business owners or agencies want to h- hold on to money like, oh, I don't I don't want to spend anymore. But sometimes by you know not spending and not investing in the proper expert level help, you're actually are letting money 
Yeah, you're losing. Losing. You know, you're losing. It's slipping out. So. Well, right now, if you look online, a lot of the news sources, I think for the last week, the the term global recession is being thrown around a ton. Like everybody's talking about, oh, Warren Buffett says this, and you know, everybody's kind of pulling out deals. It's it's starting to look like a scary time. Mm. In that sense, you know, if you have marketing agencies, because one of the biggest things you'll see businesses do is as soon as things start getting tight, they cut advertising. Mm. <laughs> like it's just like like like, like advertising and marketing is a luxury. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, not so new, like, it's not a luxury to have you know business growth by telling people how to find you and and exactly. how to work with you, right? But they, they go to their accounts and they're like, well, what could we cut? Like, oh, okay, we could cut this, the, the marketers. What could marketing agencies and professionals do, you know, in this potential situation where you do have a lot of businesses might be constricting their budgets? Like, how could they prepare for it? And how could they survive? Well, I think the first step that they can do is actually talk to their customers, mm. directly ask them, like, what are you experiencing? What are you saying? Tightening up those relationships. I think mm. it's really important. So spending time we talked about is, you know, what you're doing, creating revenue. Is it revenue engaging you know, exercises. I think one of those is to directly just talk to their clients, you know, come to the table, like not afraid to talk about what does this mean for our relationship? What are you seeing? How is, you know, because we also know that in business, when there is a recession, there are certainly businesses that lose, but there are businesses who win, right? I mean, it's kind of, it's, 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 we see that throughout history. So, you know, maybe it's pivoting to an industry that, you know, it's going to, do well in a recession time, being strategic about what that would look like. But I think communicating with your current client base is extremely important so that you can forecast. And I think that's that's why I say pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if you can maybe get a heads up on account that you might lose three months from now, then it will it will help you to see like, what do we need to shore up in terms of, you know, do we need to beef up our savings right now? Or are we going to have to kind of weather the storm over a period of time? So, you know, don't be afraid to engage and say, hey, look, what are, what are you, what are you seeing? What's mm-hmm. your business seeing? You know, I think, I think, business to business, you know, marketing agencies to their clients, they would appreciate, you know, having that conversation with with the marketing agency that they've entrusted to help them grow their business. Well, I think that they'll seem on top of it too, where it's like, oh, yeah, I have heard that. I've been afraid to talk about it. And the fact that you're addressing it, you know, means a lot, means a lot, goes a long way to building, you know, that long term client relationship. Well, I think that's fantastic advice. You know, it, it seems so obvious, but talk to a professional. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why are you trying to figure this out yourself? You know, exactly. you always use the doctor example where it's like, you, you know, go talk to the person who went to school for this and they'll, they'll give you some sound advice on what to do. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's really just a change or a shift in perspective. You know, it's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong. It's just, maybe I can show you a different way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a different way we can structure this. I always think two, two heads are better than one. And so don't go at it alone mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and don't treat your finances like a luxury to know about them. Right. Or, or something to be scared of. Because exactly. I think that's, you know, the fear component is really what drives people to to push off that decision. Like, I'll figure it out later, I'll figure it out later, and then later comes. Yeah. And, it, you know, <laughs> paying attention to money can be completely an avoidant behavior. And sometimes, you know, you have to kind of dig in a little bit about why am I avoiding this? What am I afraid mm-hmm. to look at? And, you know, really kind of having that awareness that you may be having some of those feelings because there may be something you are afraid to kind of look at and, and 
And I would say, don't be afraid of that. Oh, excellent advice. Thank you. If people want to talk to you about their business finances, where can they find out more information? Well, I hang out on Instagram. So you definitely can send me a message at katiegibbons.co. Also my website, www.katiegibbons.com. And I mean, do people even say www? No, no. Just no. katiegibbons.com. <laughs> we also link in the program. I mean, so you know, I, I, you know, was in college when the internet. So there's that. Anyway, yes, please connect with me there. And I can't wait to talk to you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Listeners, if you are not handling your finances very well, <laughs> it's it's time to think about it. So reach out to Katie, get more information and tune back in next time for more marketing tips. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.